Wow, that was really gay. This is the Loading Radio Run.com <laughs> podcast for May 23rd, 2010. Because it was a rooster making that noise <laughs> to another rooster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some rooster is also. Oh, fuck. Hi, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have battling clocks. We have Andy joining us this week for, for reasons that will become apparent. Yes, guest chicken impersonation. Yes, <laughs> I do parties. Yes. Every 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 week on the podcast, we're going to have a guest chicken impersonator come on and get their their best chicken impression. Andy is the first in the series. They're really short parties. Possibly the last. <laughs> All right, everyone go home. I feel honored. Thank you. <laughs> so this week we'll be talking about, obviously, the gay chicken and uh, and uh, a little bit of basketball, a little bit of BNN, and then we should be able to, to uh, rattle off some serious ask lyrics. Because for the first time in what feels like forever, we've only got one week's worth of videos to talk about. I'm pretty sure it is the first time in forever. Yeah. yeah. We've never, never done a ever podcast had. ever yeah. about only one true. set of videos. So, uh, Commodore Hustle the Gay Chicken. Uh, I wrote this one, I think this is one of the ones that I wrote on the plane to GameX in October. Mm. Was that when we went to GameX, October? Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is an idea that was kind of kicking around a while even before that. Well, too, right? as with most Commodore <laughs> Hustles, it is, in a way, based on reality. Yeah. So this, this is one that's like closer to reality than I, don't, I think yeah, a I lot think of people, other people realize. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, things, things that are taken from reality in this... Um, the general sort of, um, uh, when Bill and Morgan lived together, there was a lot of, like, trying to make one another uncomfortable one-upmanship. Not, not just in that thing, but there was a lot of just them harassing one another, like, like friends do. But much, I'd say Bill and Morgan are in the advanced class. Like, I, you know, like, we poke fun at one another all the time. We don't try and actively weird each other out to any great extent. Um, but boy, do they ever. Uh, during the shooting of Ways to Get Rid of Your Christmas Tree yeah, yeah. in season Way back. four, yeah, season, three way or, back. season three or four, uh, when they were living together, uh, that was being shot during what Morgan had proclaimed at the time as International Cup Bill's Balls Week. Yeah, that which is a was real just, thing. Yeah. yeah. Which was just whenever Bill wasn't paying attention, Morgan would like sneak up behind him or jump up from behind a corner and cup his balls, just to try and just to try and freak him out. And it did make Bill uncomfortable, but Bill wouldn't really let it happen. If you go back and watch the video now, there's a shot where they're all um, ignoring the tree. Uh, Bill, the set, and Morgan are sitting on the couch. And they're all pretending they don't see the tree. If you look at Morgan's arm, and you can you can notice this in the blooper reel as well, he's reaching around and and rubbing Bill's nipple. And in the blooper reel, I believe I put in that shot with the original audio, because obviously we don't use the audio. And it's Morgan talking to Lissette, saying, I'm trying to rub Bill's nipple right now, because it makes him just about as uncomfortable as touching his balls, and then I don't have to touch his balls. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you sort of a little a little window into some of the shenanigans that they, that they would get up to. But one day, Bill had the, the ultimate assault, which was... Very gently and firmly and calmly hugging Morgan and cradling him and sort of rocking him back and forth a bit and saying, shh, it's okay, daddy's got you. And it was the creepiest thing that Morgan had ever endured. Is there, do you know what the Bill's inspiration for doing that I have no idea. A, a bolt of lightning. That I don't, yeah, I don't know. But just the, the daddy's got you. Just 
Morgan was like, this is like, <laughs> yeah, I could be completely naked in front of you, like flapping my junk around and this is, this is weird. <laughs> this is creepy. So, yeah. So running with that, you can't write it because it's too funny. Nugget. Um, then came the rest of this episode. Um, yeah, the whole tally thing was completely made up. Yes, yeah. yes, tally's a lot. She's a lot cleverer than that. But the thing is, it's a good counterpoint, right? For some, because some people, I'm not some saying people, that we're a bunch of gross know. people, but yeah. some people can then identify with tally because they're like, "What the hell is going on? What, the hell is gay what is gay chicken?" Yeah, I'd, I'd say about a third, maybe a quarter to a third of the people in the thread were like, "I'm not familiar with gay chicken." The the other people were like, "I could take you guys." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Why are you writing about this? We learned about, I, I don't know, personally I learned about gay chicken because my friends in New York started doing it to my uh, best friend when he went over there, but they didn't tell him they were yeah. going to do it. <laughs> he was I, like, I'm, oh wow, I'm glad I know that, you so much better, Josh. I'm glad that gay chicken is not just something we do. No, no it's, I think all teenage boys have invented this simultaneously. <laughs> it was an idea whose time had come. <laughs> Yeah, it's the the joke at the time was that it was getting so excessive that eventually, you know, Bill and Morgan were just going to wake up in bed one morning, you know, having having had sex, you know. And they just they, they still wouldn't react. Yeah. they didn't want to give each other the satisfaction. Oh my God! Speaking, okay, this is really off topic, and this happened to some people I knew in university, and I will give them um, pseudonyms, uh, but we'll call them Jim, Jim and Trevor. So uh, Jim was a fantastic gay chicken player like he could take anyone and the joke there was also you know one day you're gonna play gay chicken with jim and you're gonna wake up with his arm around you and you're gonna be like did i win or lose i can't tell <laughs> but anyhow jim and trevor were out uh uh with uh at some clubs in prince george with some friends of theirs and somebody tried to slip a date rape drug into their into a friend of theirs it was a girl's drink but it got into Jim's drink by mistake. Oh no! So Jim started going blah blah blah, and so Trevor, seeing this, took him home and put him to bed. But Jim was like really crazy and out of it, and ended up climbing into bed with Trevor. So this, and so Jim woke up after being date rape drug in bed naked with Trevor. He taken all his clothes off in the middle of the night. And he was like, "Oh my god, I won the game chicken!" <laughs> <laughs> Not their real names, a real story that happened. And Kathleen blows the levels from the side of the mic. <laughs> oh, Prince George. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, was, I was quite pleased with the, uh, the covering for it through D&D terminology, mm -hmm. uh, which, was, which was a lot of fun. And just, uh, especially the bit at the end when Tally's like, what, you lost Bill's character sheet? in response to Morgan's fantastic, just, like, post-traumatic stress. <laughs> I lost gay chicken. Um, I thought that turned out very well. Um, trying to think of, uh, there wasn't a lot of anything really special in terms of shooting this video. Actually, the shots up through Bill and Morgan's legs were tricky to get, just because if I thought about it more, I would have had one of them like stand on a box or something, but no. There's a hilarious picture of James has on his iPhone that I'll get him to post, uh, which is like me lying on my back on the floor with my head on a pillow with the camera resting as close to the floor as I can get it, shooting up through Morgan's legs, who has to pull his boxers up so that I don't see them in shot, and then Bill behind. And it's, a, just a, it's just a very silly-looking situation. Uh, Tally did point out that, uh, you know, the name Wesley... Uh, 
does not scream gay or chicken uh, from, you know, i.e. Dread Pirate Roberts. Um, but uh, he's not he's not gay though. Oh, that's true. Actually, the, I guess the character he's a spoony bard of Wesley the Gay Chicken is just he's just happy and upbeat. Yeah. It's just this part of Wesley. True. Yeah. He's he's you know he's 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 a coward, but that's not his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought the I thought it uh, turned out really well. Oh, and I'm I'm sorry for not crediting Cavern. Everyone. No, there's a there's a surprising amount of backlash for not crediting the cat, and a lot of people are like, who came up with that idea? That was Graham who did the staging, and it was actually uh, originally we had Sharice underneath me trying Holding to hold a cat. cat, and it just wasn't working there trying was not, to get there, three there was, people in there. There wasn't enough room back there. Yeah, so it was. You were that was an awkward shot. You were standing on a chair. No, I was standing on the uh, on like the shoe rack. The, yeah, the shoe rack. And you were standing on a chair. I was standing on a chair. Body in ways that it ought not to. Happen. And then I had Cavern underneath me and was being who was being a really well behaved cat because I was basically like we had to do that shot like four times. I was basically like he thrust. Puts up, he puts up a lot of he puts up a lot of crap if you're the one doing it. Yes. So yeah. So yeah, he didn't. He hardly complained at all. Good kitty. Yeah, he knew he was going to get treated afterwards too. I don't know if I actually gave him I a treat. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he knows. He knows how it goes. Well, All it's, right. It's gonna be a, so, yeah. Um, unskippable. There you go. Right, unskippable. Part one of Deadly Premonition. There's so a part I believe, two Deadly Premonition. I believe Jared actually... Yeah, Jared put us on to this one. Yeah, well, I mean... I found out about it originally. Uh, I don't. I, I was listening to a podcast or something, and uh, one of the guys from Ignition was on there. He's like, "Yeah, I was. Like, we're releasing this this horror game that we sort of barely translated uh, for twenty bucks on the three sixty. I'm like, that sounds like it's perfect for unskippable. Um, it looks like a PS2 game, and it, but it, it's got this huge cult following now. Like I it's know. it's cra- there's like articles on in like GamePro and stuff on like how Deadly Premonition became a cult classic. Someone on Twitter got up in my grill because the, because the game had like because other places had already made fun of it, hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But it's it's the <laughs> like the, there's there's the thing like that uh, you know people have commented on is that. Is that you know saying that it's like it's not fair to make fun of it because it's bad graphics because it's a, a sort of low budget indie game. And there's a difference between uh, simple graphics and bad graphics. Yeah. Right. Like if you don't have the budget to do photo, you know, really nice photorealistic graphics, don't try. Don't don't make it look really really crappy. You know. Yeah. Use that as a benefit, you know, make it like yeah. all weird, crazy, and film noir. Something, you know, do something. Now, my assumption is that this game was originally Japanese. Uh, yes. Now, you, you, can, just, I, you yeah. can tell. And, and so I, I want to know, actually, whether it was a budget title in Japan, mm. or whether it was, like, marketed at full price. Because Ignition, their, their whole thing is that they just buy up Japanese games and release them here. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was did, developed by Access Games. I'm not sure who they are. Hmm. But, the, yeah, it's it literally... Like, would, AKSYS? Would be, no, 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 not accent. Okay. No, like A C C E S S, as in making something accessible. But but like uh, other than the, the you know because it's an HD resolution, um, it could be like sort of a crappy or sort of middle of the road PS2 game. Yeah. Um, in terms of the graphics, don't trip over any of those three textures. Yeah, especially that was actually the thing that got me. Like especially the way they did like all the hills and, and like the foliage was just like this one repeated texture sort of over, well, and it was a very. But that, that's a very uh, sort of emblematic of early PS2 stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and then of course it makes no sense whatsoever. I'm just, I'm just reading that it was released in Japan as, as Dead Seeds Profile. 
Mm -hmm. Sorry, red seeds profile because he's got those red seeds right. in his hand. That makes actually more sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me see here. Element. Uh, in, anyway, it's a uh, we we liked it so much, and like as we say in the video, that the bit we showed is that's literally that's the pre-title sequence before the even that yeah. ever comes up. So, uh, and then we started it, and it's 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 even weirder. So yeah, I was uh, I was so happy. Like I was I was in the office, and I or I was at uh, GameStop with you guys or EB when you when yeah. you did, and I was like ah oh, pick this up, it's good, and. Uh, um, I when we brought it back to the office, I was just so happy to see. <laughs> so oh, happy, Jared. If you want to play it, I uh, yeah. Well, Apparently, it, there's actually been a couple of people uh, commenting on the forum, being like, "Oh man, you know, it's awesome that you guys are doing. You guys have to keep going and do this scene." Which yeah. unfortunately, it's like a couple of scenes, people have mentioned sound also awesome. Oh yeah, but so they're like way farther in the game. Someone linked me to one with like a the guy coming down for breakfast. With, he's staying in like a hotel somewhere in the town and there's this weird old lady who's running it and she's like, okay, let me show you to the breakfast table. And then it jump cut to them sitting at either end of a like comically long dining room table. Like this massively long, like it's like it's one of the like, pass the salt sort of like joke tables. And this is just them having breakfast at this hotel. It looks bizarre. Well, it's, uh, it, like, I, I think uh, apparently a, Giant Bomb did an endurance run of the game, so if you want to check it out. Oh, really? Uh-huh. There's a, um, they, I think there's a place for different kinds of horror video games, and I think different people have tried it in different ways. And, yeah. I mean, this is obviously going for sort of a Twin Peaksy vibe. Which, uh, I like, it could be, like, I can sort of see yeah. a lot of aspects of this that could actually be quite neat. Like, the whole thing, you know, with the, uh, your, I guess stuff that you haven't seen yet is in unskippable but sort of the, the way this the way the story goes it could actually be quite interesting but it didn't quite pull it off <laughs> but, uh, uh, so look for look for part two anyway, yeah do this yeah look for part probably two probably up today probably. yeah if the, if the podcast goes up on sunday it'll be up tomorrow but that's unlikely okay uh, well hey hey i'm the one who's putting it together this yeah, week and I haven't, I, I haven't done one in a while well in, in the past it's taken me like up to two weeks sometimes but it's been a while so uh you've been, been bigger exactly you've been, you've been charging up yeah that's right plus I'm going to be here this afternoon to enforce you to crack the whip yeah. oh no uh speaking of which by the way uh if you did uh, an operation and are awaiting a badge I've been working I've been working on those hard, Ooh, and I suck at that? there are a bunch of badges that are done. So yeah, those people are like, soon. wait, we actually get badges for operations? Yeah. Two people have them. Uh, then ENN. Great. Atari's, Atari's Gambit. Gambit. Atari's Gambit. So before we talk about the Atari feature story, yeah. something that I've said in the thread that we'll talk about is the changes to the format. Yes. Um, so, okay. Uh, we love ENN. Uh, and we... we really enjoy writing it and everything. But uh, it hasn't been as big of a hit as we'd like it to be. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably like it, because you like our stuff, and it's 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 there, obviously stuff that we like. There's only like 100 a year, so... Okay. <laughs> That's not a good... Well, audience. the podcast gets, what, like three to 500? Yeah, yeah. Is it? There's That's one right. guy who really likes the podcast. Just listening to it yeah. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. well, well, Brian, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, um, we were talking to uh, editor in chief Russ, who is in the video. Yes, he who happened to be in town, as you may have noticed. Which, yes. is, why which is why we're talking to him about um, about different sort of ideas for what we can do. And um, so we're thinking of trying. And 
right now this is sort of like a pilot project for it. We're testing out, making it you know less of a uh, we are a serious news show. This is all completely serious news, and into more of a sort of news commentary program. Uh, you know, in, in the way that they they do have actual commentary shows with the you know the the anchors aren't really telling news. Like they aren't really delivering news. They're talking about news and their opinions on it. Uh, this is also similar to, for example, the Daily Show. Yeah. You know. Or something that you may have seen us do before, Fail House. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot of that as well. It's certainly, uh, certainly similar to the Fail House. Not as writing as process. Process. No, no, not no, as good. No, Fail House is like the cracked out version of the Daily Show. Yeah, and so, um, uh, yeah, that's that's wow. I I had this all in my head earlier, and now it's all gone. But what I was going to say. That's basically where we're going. But is, yeah, is, is, is yeah. what we're is what we're looking at. And we're I mean, and we we are big fans of uh, the dry delivery of ENN and the and I mean, we're all really into that sort of that sort of humor. Oh yeah. Uh, but at like, the same it, time, yeah, like it's fun to write. It's, it, it's a lot of fun for us to do. As yeah. Well. I mean, and you obviously like it, and lots of people do like it. But some people just don't just don't find it funny, and and that's that's not us. Us saying, well, people don't get our jokes, so we have to make them different now. That's absolutely not what we're saying. It's just some people just don't find dry humor funny. And because of the nature of this, like, of the series, it's something that, you know, we're being, we're being paid to do. It's, we're making it for the escapists. It's our responsibility to try and make the show appeal to a wider audience. And if we can do that and still be funny, and still be something that we th- still think is funny, because we're not going to do, we're not just going to, like, make it, shit because people will like shit and they'll be like yeah well we don't really like it but it's what we got to do we're not going to do that but if we can change the format to something different and still make it something that we're still proud of and that we still think is funny and that is still funny and that, and that people like then we have to try that so that's so that's what we're doing um yeah it's uh we're gonna we're sort of easing into it a little bit because we're so used to doing things the previous way but uh, I, I, I really enjoyed how the first week uh, how the first week turned out. So it's a little less like um, this is this is a story that really happened, and then this is a part that we have made up that we are presenting as real news, and more. This is a story that happened, and this is why we think that's really dumb. In a way, one of the challenges that we've always had with with ENN as a straight news show is that the production cycle on it is several days. <laughs> Yeah. So um, the news, any news that we were presenting on it was going to always be a little bit stale. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was nothing that we could do to avoid that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not actually going out and finding the news, right? Like, we're, we're, we're dealing with stories that other people have already covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this lets us be more timely because we, we, we do the stories, like, as, we, like, as we're recording, which is nice. Um, but they, yeah, uh, one of the responses, you know, of the people, uh, someone in the thread, I, th- I think a couple people, you know, were like, well, I'll wait to see what you say. But if you lose the, the veneer of a serious news show, then you lose the comedy. And I don't, and that's not the case. We lose the comedy of the, the veneer of a serious news show if we're trying to present it as a serious news show. If we're doing the dry humor, if we're doing the, well, I mean, this we- is a fake story that we're claiming is true. We lose the veneer of a serious news show for a uh, different, hopefully other veneer, of, yeah, a different yeah, set of for a different, yeah, yeah, for a different kind of news show. So it's it's we're not 
like yeah, if we were trying to do exactly the same jokes, but we're but we're goofing around, then obviously they wouldn't work. But we're not. We're doing different jokes. So yeah, I don't know. It's I'm not telling you to like it. I'm not. I don't think you're bad if you don't. Just explaining what it is that we're trying, and hopefully it works. If it becomes more successful, then yeah. That's also why the opening titles changed because it's more about the people. It's more about these the characters in the show and their opinions than than the actual news. So yeah, there you go. Just wanted to tell you about it. Yeah, Atari's Gambit. Atari's Gambit is a story. Uh, this is a story that I have. Want. So the twenty six hundred had its thirtieth anniversary recently, which is impressive. Yeah, and uh, as I mean. A couple of times in the last little while, I have ended up just falling into a black hole of watching old Atari ads. Um, <laughs> that is a black hole. You're a weird dude, Jerry. The first, no, okay, so I had an excuse this time. The first time I did it. <laughs> this time you had an excuse. The first time I did it, it was literally just me following links on YouTube to other old Atari ads uh, for, like, I don't know, a day. Uh, the second time, 1UP actually collected them all into an article, and I was just watching through them and going, oh, wow, these ads are terrible. Um, because they really are. Oh, my God. Just when everything from the 80s was terrible. Have you played Atari today? Yeah. Um, no, and, well, and it was the first time that I was watching that, watching these so like, months or possibly years ago that I said that, uh, yeah, I was like, I, we have to do something with this at some point. And so uh, the... When the news came out that uh, that Phil Harrison, who was the guy who launched the PS3, had quit Atari, and that Nolan Bushnell had come back on the board of directors, which is the most terrible move uh, in history because he's never ever had a successful venture. Like he, even Atari actually became successful after he left the company. Um, did he do um, Chuck E. Cheese? Yes, he did. No, no, no. But video game wise, was he involved with Infogrames or was that someone else? Yes. Well, Infogrames is Atari. The the, the company that is calling itself Atari now was Infogrames and they when Phil Harrison came on he said why would you call yourself Infogrames when you own the Atari name call yourself Atari right um, and so now, then they started calling themselves Atari again um, they are a different company they, yeah they they like Russ says in the in the video they are just strip mining the name yeah says uh, fantastically by the way Russ, yes Russ as an editor in chief of the newspaper publication has had a not newspaper but you, of a press publication has had lots and lots of experience Dealing with the PR people who don't have any bad news to say. We've all just been brutally murdered in a shootout, and that's just fantastic. We could so, it, show, it shows you how effective kill brand bullets are. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not our product, but boy, this must be great for them. So he did a fantastic job. So I had written a story uh, that we could do with Russ, just as one of the sort of like mini interview pieces that we were doing uh, before, the, before the feature stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, it didn't. No one else got it, or it, it, was it, wasn't, it was not really that funny in, in the ways that we were intending. So I was trying to come up with something else to do with Russ, and I had this sort of uh, small nugget of an idea. So Kathleen happened to be in the office one morning, and we basically just bashed it out into, uh, into what you saw. Uh, including the ads. She wrote the first one. I yeah, wrote the second one. I would one. still say that Jer gets like 90% of the writing credit for that. Like, Jer wrote the entire interview. I, the, my one contribution to that was when Russ goes, but wait, there's more after the first ad. And Jer goes, there's more? And then launches into the second well, you wrote the, well, you wrote the creepy ad as well. Yeah, yeah, I wrote the creepy ad with the children. With the instruction of, God, we need to get some children. Anybody know some children? Yeah. <laughs> also, Alex... 
You added a degree of creep to that ad that yeah. defies Alex, description. Alex was only the creepy guy in that ad because he happened to be the only one of the the only one around. It's, that not, day. it's seriously the head the tilt yeah. at the end. <laughs> well, and your history within the context well, of ENN. I'm becoming rapidly typecast as you know the, the creepy shady guy who's into weird stuff. And so is it really a, like is it really an inappropriate typecast? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> oh man. I'll take on my differences in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this podcast is derailed entirely. I'm, I'm comfortable saying on the podcast that the, the Witcher jingle was originally a little bit worse. Um, and I did rat, ramp it back after we did yeah. actually get actual children in the episode. No, no, what it, was it originally? Well, it, it, it's in the video as killing witches and swinging swords. Yeah. You can get trading cards for banging whores. Yeah. <laughs> banging whores was still there. but it, it's, It was originally killing women. No, it was beating women. Beating women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, it was beating women and swinging swords. Yeah. The Witcher is a very weird thing. Uh, <laughs> The Witcher is a is a very M-rated European role-playing very game. Uh, I've got to give uh, further props, as as his props are always due, to Bradley Rains for giving us the music for the Atari ad, which he did by me going, okay, here's an old Atari ad, do exactly this. He went, <laughs> all right, I will do precisely that to the point that you will not be able to tell <laughs> that I have remade it. Uh, it's funny, too, because... Because I um, was like, what, this is the, the same... What? Oh no no right because you no, heard it. I like, yeah. I um I my directions were originally I wanted it to be the same because the 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 Witcher song was written to the Atari song. Yeah. And um, the trick, by the way, of course, is the original song a sounded crappy because it was on a shitty YouTube video off a VHS recording. B had lyrics already, yeah. so we needed to get him to remake it as close to the original as possible. But so when I first heard that his version, I was like, this isn't quite the same. Like it doesn't it doesn't quite work. And then he he had included a version of it with the original ad overlaid on top of it. Uh, which worked perfectly. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's how I'm going to do it. Okay, that, that, that totally works. Yeah, to the it, point where it is exactly the, the, same. the end of it, where it's saying, have you played Atari today in both ads, is actually myself and Tally and the original ad all playing simultaneously for the, the sort of crowd sound. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, there we go. That's ENN. Uh, we're at 26 minutes. Awesome. Great. Now it's time to ask Luder. This is the biggest Askler in weeks. Yeah, this is, this is going to be my favorite history. podcast in months. <laughs> what page of the Askler thread are we on? Uh, someone, we're grafted, we're someone grafted recently. We're 66 really, of we're 95. Really, yeah, we're really losing ground. We are. Um, Let her in. I, I don't even know if I want to do this question uh, right now, but I, I'm going to do it. Okay. So uh, the question is, uh, well, does your cat have as much of an infatuation with your sock drawer as mine has? Um, and the reason that, I, I mean, I don't know, my, my cat did hang out in my sock drawer occasionally, but my, my cat was put down last night. Oh, really? Oh, Sasha was? Yeah. What, what happened? Now? She, um, well, she was injured. She, she had a broken hip. <gasps> and, oh, and she's been, she's been sort of, like, we've known that she's been limping for a while, and she's been sort of halfway recovering and then going out and guarding her territory again. Mm. She's a very, very territorial and active cat. She was indeed, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you she... You couldn't just keep her inside until she recovered? It would have, she would have had to be in a kennel for two months. Oh my god, recover. she couldn't have handled that. And she, like, she was already kind of crazy. <laughs> Um, I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't, she was, she was kind of batty, right? She was a very sweet cat, but around people she didn't know, she would get really nervous and 
and whatnot. So we were just afraid that if, if she was in that for yeah. like two months, she would just go nuts. She wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, and she was so, she was so territorial that, um, she wouldn't have been able to handle not going outside. She, we, the SPCA is always like, you know, when, when you get a cat, you shouldn't put them outside. They should be indoor cats. But she, she was going nuts trying to be inside. Uh, and so we, we did start letting her out. But uh, um, she, uh, of course, as soon as we put her out, the next day we found her sitting in, on the yellow line in the middle of the road outside her house. Um, just being like, fuck you! <laughs> I can take you on. Yeah. I don't care how big and made of metal you are. Bro. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she was... Fearless fucking Yeah, she was... Yeah, she was a great cat. So, uh, but yes, but yes, if okay. so I, I know yes, that Cavern yeah. also does like to to hide out in whatever places he can get. If there's a Not small enclosed space, a... Cavern will try to get inside it. Yeah, yeah. Irrespective of what he knocks over. Sixty-six. Oh, sixty-six. He, uh, Cavern likes to get into the laundry hamper. I don't know why. Yeah, and he, he likes to jump inside and hide at the bottom and look crazy eyes. <laughs> and if you and it's a fabric hamper with a metal frame, so if you like scratch the side of the hamper, they'll be like, "What's the crap?" And you'll see his claws like come through it from the inside. So yeah, he goes. Now, also, if I do pull out like the like, I don't leave my drawers open for the cat to get into very often because I do like to keep my socks and underpants uh, cat hair free, yeah. unlike the rest of my house. <laughs> Um, but when I was moving, I had my drawers open, and Cavern would climb in the top drawer and then, like, ferret his way through the dresser drawer and come out the bottom drawer. And he cool. did that for many hours like of delight. Exactly. Yes. Okay, um, what did you think of President Obama's comedy at the Radio TV Correspondence Dinner on June 19th, 2009? It was I, great! I, I, remember, I remember it actually being... I, like, I, I believe I actually saw it. At the time, time, I think it thought it was entertaining? Uh, he, did, uh, he did a much more recent one. Yeah, there yeah. was the, the most recent correspondence dinner where everybody was going on about his comedy this time around. Apparently he was better than Jay Leno. Well, he made fun of Jay Leno. My butt would be better than Jay Leno. Jay Leno was like three seats over and he made fun of Jay Leno. Yeah. For yeah, the, he, for the yeah, he was like, I'm glad I'm, going up, or I'm glad I'm going up first or something because we all know what happens when Jay Leno... Right. <laughs> when, 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 when Jay Leno goes, goes, goes before goes, somebody. Goes before <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I would guess that he probably doesn't write this stuff, that kind of stuff himself. I mean, like, he, has enough, I, he has enough of a sense of humor to say it. Yeah, he actually pulled, he pulled it off, and I, I seem to recall looking, seeing that the original Radio City one, and I believe he did a pretty good job. But imagine being President's Joker. You could get anybody, like call up Woody Allen. I need a good opener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Hey, call it Woody Allen from 1985. Right. Woody Allen from 1985. Give me, <laughs> give me a good opening. Okay. <laughs> no doubt the president has one. I don't know. If I was Obama, if I was the president, I'd call up Tina Fey for my jokes. Yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say Eddie Izzard, but no. I don't, no. Think, I don't think Obama could pull off an Eddie Izzard. I'm president Obama. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what President Obama looks like. Yeah, there's there's some people that you wouldn't want to call. I would not want to call Dylan Morin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems like a uh, so Mad Madam M asks a couple of questions about superheroes. Like, if you became a superhero, how would you get your powers, and what would your name be? Which I think we've already answered. Mm -hmm. um, who would get the comic book rights, though? I thought was an interesting uh, question. Marvel. You you would give it. You would you would you would whore out to Disney, eh, Matt? <laughs> that, that's what you would do. That that actually sounds like the kind of thing that you would do. Yeah, about that. I would go with Oni Press. 
because know. they uh, have a they treat their artists well. I like Oni Press. I, I would go with Marvel strictly because I would like to see the uh, Marvel Studios uh, mm. film version of myself. Yeah, see, the and, trick is... And then you can have a crossover. And I could but be the potentially crossed over with these Avengers. We're not talking that. about how... Uh, you know how well this the company treats their artists. We're talking about how well they treat their actual characters. Mm-hmm. I'd still so, go the Oni Press. Which, I like Oni. You know, like DC would kill you, but you'd get better in a couple of years. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so would Marvel. You want to hook up with one of the yeah, one of the companies that I, you continually I, die, but then you keep coming back as awesomer and awesomer revisions of yourself. In I don't know, maybe ten years ago, Marvel did a, uh, a series called The End, which involved like the universe ending and Thanos trying to save it. Um, He's one of the gigantic big bad guys in, uh, but Jim Sterling loves him. So anyway, uh, but and the, the the upshot of the end of this series was that people would not come back to life anymore. Mm. It was after that that they basically brought Gwen Stacy and Uncle Ben back to life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was nothing. Nothing is permanent. If, if people can't come back, to, they, didn't they bring back Captain America following yes. his yeah. Oh, gee, there's a surprise. Uh, I'm sorry, didn't you say DC? Yeah, no, DC and... Well, no, so DC and Marvel. Oh, okay. Someone... I I said DC initially, and then Matt was like, well, you've come back to life in Marvel too, and then I... Oh, okay, because I thought you said the DC and a thing called The End, and I was like, wait, but Spider-Man... No, no, Crisis happened in DC. I've always been a fan of uh, Image Comics. I don't know if they're even still around. Image Comics? Todd McFarlane and Friends? Well, because back in the the day, there was... Like, they had, like, uh, Bone was originally at Image. I guess that's true. I, I really like well, Bone was originally Bone independent, actually. He he went around Comic Con shilling his wares. Now Bone is on Scholastic, ironically. Really? Yeah. Um, Bone's still going. Uh, well, no. Well, no. The, it's the it's being redone in color by Scholastic, yeah, really. and it's slowly, slowly re-released. It's super, super annoying because I owned the Bone series up until book like six. Yeah. And then I stopped buying them. And, I, then, I, and then the other day, when, then a little while ago, I was like, "Oh man, I should really get the next Bone one." And then. But I realized they're done and they're re-releasing them and they're not up to where I was yet. And I can't, so I can't get or I can You can get the giant compilation. But I already own one like a sixth of the whole series. I yeah, I have the, the first volume in hardcover, a review yeah. copy of it. When, yeah, yeah. When I uh, when it initially came out. But um, right. great right. comic. Um and, and uh, done by Tom McFarland, I can have a giant cape that fills up the entire panel. Graham that makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, Graham or Alex or Tim probably. Good entry level cheap camera. Uh, cheap. Uh, for Stills video, camera? video camera. Oh, okay. You know what um, I think? Is, yeah, I was about to say the ZA yeah, is great. Yeah, I'm, well, it's super cheap, but it's really cheap. Yeah, it gets HD. Like it's not like the greatest HD, but we. Uh, what? It's, I'm a big fan. It's, of it. Like I've been shooting a couple of crap shots on it, and it's it's teeny. And uh, something that I just realized is it has its own USB uh, port. Yeah, well, not so much a port; it's a plug. You don't need a cable to connect yeah, just to your computer. Up. Which yeah. is great. Super handy. For it has an external like, microphone jack. I, I would yeah, put this. external microphone jack runs on regular SD cards. Um, like, I would yeah. say the ZI8 is, is better than my camera that we shot loading ready run well, on up, up yeah. until we got the HDF. Well, the ZI8 shoots in HD, so if you're not, if you, yeah. I'm really interested to see if the next, if the new iPhone shoots in uh, HD, um, I actually. Should, I should qualify that statement by saying that it has very few bells and whistles. Like, it, yeah. it does what it does well, but. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do anything else. The reason why yeah, don't look for Zoom. Yeah, basically, it's, it's great. Basically, the reason why the ZA8 is good, um, as opposed to like the Flip or something, is that ZA8 has uh, a microphone in jack. Yeah, because is, you need 
yeah. good so audio. That's very unusual. Um, yes, we can't say that. Yeah. Is there, I'm just, so that's that's a couple hundred bucks. If you're looking for something more in like the like uh, seven or eight hundred dollar range, something like uh, Tim's camera. My camera is significantly more. No, something like it, like the, the yeah. yours. Um, yeah, mine's the SR12. There's SR11 version, which I think might not be HD. Well, yeah. No, no, no. It's just, there's ones with the smaller there's ones, hard drive. Yeah, there's ones that just yeah. like yours, but has a smaller hard drive. It's a couple hundred dollars cheaper. And you can get a slightly lower quality lens as well. Yeah, um, so like a Sony a Sony Handycam, uh, like one of the hard drive cameras that shoots in HD, you can get for um, under $1,000. Yeah. And they're really, like, we've shot, we've shot videos on it, we've shot clips, we've shot parts of videos on it. It's basically, uh, make yeah, just make sure, make sure it has an external mic jack. It's Because uh, a lot of low-end cameras don't. And it basically makes the camera useless for anything, uh, for anything you know, even the least bit professional. Level. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed that the uh, that I does. I mean, that's yeah, one, I mean that's, that's one that's of the reasons we recommend it so yeah. highly. Yeah. Um, I got then, mine. I got mine for Christmas from Kathy. That's one of the reasons you got the T two eyes because there's other SLRs that shoot in high def, but they don't have much. You can also yeah, you can also set them up on nice brackets with lights and things like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then higher up it goes into yeah the Canon T2i, which is a still camera that shoots really good video, um, and then you get into the actual like the uh, the actual like Canon uh, um, XLT, the uh, the one we have the HDR FX1, which is probably pretty cheap these days actually. It was like five thousand when we got it, but that was like five years ago. Four, four years ago the so. current line equivalent is about what the HDR FX1 is. Yeah, so. Uh, so, so there's yeah. lots of options, um, but yeah, make sure it's got the mic check. Okay, um, so Spartan Helmet says, uh, "What game are you looking forward to?" I'm going to qualify this saying, "What, what game, what game have what game have you earmarked uh, as like I will buy this game when it comes out?" Because uh, like we're all looking forward to stuff, but there's we all have those things where we're like, "I will buy that." Period. Um, um, well, I mean, I actually just bought it yesterday, but I'm looking forward to actually playing because I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I'm looking forward to playing Alan Wake. Yeah, I can I borrow that when you're done with it because I really want to play that too. Ooh. I think Graham will be right behind me and say, uh, Bulletstorm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Bulletstorm. People can fly, made another game where you pick people into cactuses and you shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first first person shooter that I've seen since um, uh, Doom where you have a kick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, 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 Duke Nukem. Yes. The, the the trailer for Bulletstorm made me a little disappointed in that like part of what made Painkiller work really well was the whole like setting and stuff. Right. So I'm a, you don't like the setting. Or yeah, I did like it doesn't seem like the setting. It just because there are like there are tons of games that are set like it, it looks very similar to other like seeing or any other kind of game. Well, so. I'm more worried about how much fun the gameplay mechanic is, but yeah, I I do see what you mean because Painkiller did have uh, a pretty interesting and quite diverse sort of. Uh, Level if there yeah, is yeah. if there is I, one level in Bulletstorm that reaches the amazing level design of what Painkiller did with Hell, I'll be very happy. Because oh, Hell and Painkiller was amazing. well, Painkiller is all Hell. Yeah. Well, no, 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 like, no, 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 the last level, yeah. No, no, not the whole game is in Hell. No, no only the last level is in Hell. No, this there the was whole, the whole game is in Hell. Wasn't there a second? There was a second pain. Yeah, but no, no, you're on. It's, yeah, you're all. You're going to like. You're going through train stations and factories and stuff. Yeah, those are all like representations. Okay, well, the, okay, the I'm the talking last about level. hell, hell, the, the, the war. Right? Yeah, there's the war place. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a struggle. Yeah, that was amazing. But yeah. I uh, personally, yeah. I recently pre-ordered StarCraft Two. Mm. So mm. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, I mean StarCraft. Well, StarCraft Two and uh, Diablo Three. Um, 
Starcraft 2 I wasn't that excited about, but since more stuff has been coming out about the single player, which I'm super Which into, is really all uh, I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've actually, like, stuff coming out of the single player is apparently really, really awesome, so I'm, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm I am less excited for StarCraft 2 now that uh, the the beta has proven well and truly that I can play it. I would be able to play it in boot camp, but I cannot play it on my Mac side, which is, makes oh, really? it more difficult. Yeah, that's weird. As with the Steam Val, like the Steam games on Mac, they don't run as quickly on the Mac side, and I've got a crappy graphics card. Huh. So. Yeah, the drivers aren't as optimized. Although, did you hear that there's that the weird statistic that uh, Portal for Steam crashes for, a lot less. Yes, Portal on Steam for Mac. Runs slower, but crashes one fifth of the time. As, yeah, as, one fifth is off as as often, which is a weird statistic. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's what you're looking forward to, Paul. Yeah, yeah, and especially uh, Diablo three. I think would be a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, Ray. Um. Oh, jeez. Unquestionably, will pick up. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say because there there hasn't been. Much stuff that I've seen that I definitely want to pick up. I mean, um, I don't play games as often as probably I should or something, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at a complete loss right now. Yeah, spend uh, too much time not good. playing video games. That's, yeah, that's okay. Uh, doctors if, if, recommend if there's another If there's another yeah. record, which I think there is, that's probably. I believe there is one. I'm also going to throw in Guild Wars 2, but I don't know if that'll be a. I was Guild Wars Two looks kind of cool for what for it what it is. Really ambitious. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got a couple. Um, Alan Wake. I'm definitely getting. Uh, I may wait for price drop. Uh, Split Second and Blur are also two games that are coming out or presently out that are definitely on the list. Um, then for future titles, StarCraft Two, Arkham Asylum Two, Fallout New Vegas, and Halo Reach are all sure oh, things. Shit. Yes. Fallout. <laughs> yes. All of it. Want it inside me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Kathleen? Uh, I, Matt has probably been looking over his shoulder and seeing I've been furiously Googling to see if Atlas is bringing I was going to say the Atlas catalog for... Anything else in 2010? They have announced Persona 5. I was about to say, that is the only thing because I haven't really been looking into it. I don't have a lot of time to play games, so I only play the games I really like. When Persona 5 comes out, I will... If I... Have to kill Matt to get it, I will. I'd really appreciate it if you didn't have to kill what, Matt. If I have to kill Matt, what, just what for the vague promise of yes. getting it. <laughs> what, what, what I will kill Matt regardless. <laughs> just just pre-order it, and then you'll get it. I think you're just you just don't have to, to kill Matt. Matt. <laughs> and I think basically what Kathleen's saying here is when Persona 5 comes out, insert hyperbole here. Yeah, exactly. I really, really, that's basically the only game I can think of off the top of my head that I really want. But Persona games, they only they only take like a couple years to develop them. They're really quick to churn out. So it should be coming out in 2011. Companies, I uh, want to play that, I, but I don't have a PSP. Yeah. Certain, Can I borrow your PSP? Like, uh, I need to play it first. Which Persona is that? No, Persona, Persona, for, Persona 1. I haven't played Persona 1. But certain companies like Atlas and like you know Bungie and uh, you know uh, Valve, they should have like a subscription service where it's yeah. just like you know, pay a thousand dollars every year. Oh no, no, you just pay them a certain amount uh, like a year, and you just immediately get whatever game they have. Yeah. It's like I am. It's like I am going to buy every game this company puts out. Regardless of whether well, Atlas puts out a lot of games. Yeah, Not all of them, are, of them their, are their own games, oh, and a okay, lot of them so are you bad games. You don't, have, you don't just buy anything Atlas. No, no, because they know. publish a lot of games, and like a lot of the games they publish for the DS, I'm not that interested in. They publish a lot of like, or at least Atlas USA publishes a lot of sort of generic, sort of <laughs> games that they like, haven't actually like, like Ignition. They figured out that you know, like, there's a great market in buying the rights to games for cheap from Japan, and, and then right. even if they only sell like. 
twenty thousand copies, they still make a ton of money. So you're, you're I, more interested in first I party. Think, like, yes, yeah, so I want the first like, party. I think the only companies I can think of that I would want to do that to, just like a lifetime subscription, would be Valve and Blizzard. Yeah, I would. I can't. I, can't I, I would. I would lump Bungie in there for myself, but yeah, and possibly oh, yeah. and possibly Bioware. Yeah, I I would probably buy a Bungie lifetime subscription. Uh, so and for me, it's uh, actually the next game that I'm going to pick up is probably uh, Peace Walker. Uh, because oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, it it the demo is legitimately pretty awesome, and that's, that's uh, on my list too. Yeah, that's that's Kojima very good. I, I would I, I don't know that I would do the Kojima Productions I, sub, I lifetime subscription. Probably I, do I a probably Metal Gear lifetime subscription. The, really, the only problem with that is that you end up buying the same game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, if it's a lifetime subscription, you just get instant access to it. No, Matt, you would lifetime get pass. you would you would get Metal Gear Solid One over and over and over <laughs> well, again. Well, sure, but you wouldn't have to pay for it every time because you're you've got a lifetime pass. Yeah. So you're not paying you're paying less. less. I, you're you're right. You would you would uh, you would not pay extra for that, Andy. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't play it now because I'm going away for four months away from video games and shit. When I get back, because it was one of Red Hand, take it with you. you can't take games with you. I could, but I don't know. I'd be. Have you actually already picked it up and, and are playing it, or no? Yeah, well, no, I'm just. Uh, yeah, I know. I got books. <laughs> but, and and, <laughs> and the show and stuff. And I, yeah, I said I don't want to take it with me. I don't like it'll break something. But. Um, because oh, Red Dead Revolver was one of my favorite, just under Crimson Skies. Mm -hmm. They ever make a sequel to that? I I will come so hard, I will drown in it. Um, but that was a is, weird image, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was weird. That was very weird. But Red, yeah, Red Dead Revolver. I'm, yeah, you'd I, only kill Matt. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> I think a lot more people can get behind me on the killing of Matt to get to Persona Five than watching Andy drown in his own semen. And that's all I'm saying. Wow! Right. Tonight on Fox. <laughs> New Carolina. Man um, versus nature. <laughs> Man versus semen. Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Red Dead Red Dead Revolver was one, uh, Red, sorry, yeah Red Dead Revolver is one of my favorite Xbox games, but I'm I'm sad that they changed the art direction mm. because the art direction was was what really hooked me. It was this brilliant sort of slightly campy. It was it was a takeoff on films, 1970s uh, spaghetti westerns, and the character was obviously a Clint Eastwood mod and and stuff. And it was very campy, but and they it's more hyper realistic now from what I've seen in the sequel. Well, okay, so you got to remember, of course, that. Red Dead Revolver was originally developed for Capcom. Oh. And they dropped it. And uh, Rockstar picked it up afterwards. And were like, hey, uh, sure, we'll, we'll publish this. And they made some tweaks, but they basically released the original one. This was developed in-house by Rockstar. So oh, okay. it's almost... It, it's definitely a different team. And it's, I think they're, taking, they're doing a very different take on it. Yeah. We'll so that makes sense. Do you like the difference no. between uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City and the, the, the Russian one? It's just, yeah. it's not, not as funny. Serbian, I think. Sir, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I get it's, the Baltic you, you mentioned, uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Crimson Skies, and I, I was just thinking, like, you know, there, there's this dearth of arcade racers, and then we get Blur, and we get Split Second. Yeah. The arcade flight simulator, which is what I would consider Crimson Skies, like, yeah. it's the flight simulator, but, you know, made fun as opposed to... This is actually how you fly a plane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I think there's really space for research. Well, Hawks well, Two is coming. Hawks Two and uh, <laughs> Warhawk on the PS3 was an arc. Well, that's that's more of a shooter note though than a flight yeah. simulator now. Um, yeah. It. 
but doing it sort of you know with that sense of humor and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, cool. Uh, next uh, so yeah, next question. Um, does uh, does anyone in the crew have any Irish heritage? Sorry, a lot of Obama questions on this particular page. Uh, I believe I am one. Was that like right after he got elected or something? In June of '09. Uh, no. I believe I'm one sixteenth Irish. I think my my great grandfather on one side was. I I am a quarter Irish. My grandmother is is Irish. I've got English and Scottish. It's entirely possible there's some Irish in there, but nothing. Yeah, some crossbreeding. Nothing much, of note. Much like me. I've yeah, got a, most of the people around you are Euro I I actually I'm don't think I have Euro. any Irish in me. It's because you're all Kiwi. Yeah, my mom's family is from England. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like people but didn't come from yeah, to come to New Zealand that Irish. long ago. English, I guess the Scottish, Maori people came Irish. there. No Welsh. Ago, I have like the trifecta. So this is a special question for Paul. This is this is your moment with Paul. Okay. So are you ready? All right. Paul, how do you keep a straight face so well when the hilarity is ensuing around you? Uh, I don't know. I just that's you only see the finished product. Yeah. He just doesn't laugh. I mean, I think that's something that I I am. Like I, I don't actually laugh out loud at things that often, just in my just like when I'm watching T V or something. Um, which is why like a Kate there'll be like maybe it's usually like once a year or like once every six months or something, there'll be just something in a movie or a TV that just strikes me in a certain way and I will just like completely fall apart laughing, like until there's like tears coming out of my eyes. But most of the time like I you know, I watch a lot of comedy. Like I love I love comedy. But I don't laugh out loud. I'll be like, ah, yes, that was amazing. That, 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 that is, I can see that is funny. <laughs> Which, of course, is that, I mean, I realize, I know that that's bad, like, for people, like, when you're in that, uh, when you're when you're doing something and, and, you know, you're not actually laughing, it doesn't give good feedback to people, but that makes sense. I, I saw Eddie Izzard two days ago. I was having and, a tough time. Yeah, I broke myself. I, like, I laughed really hard at Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I just, I guess I'm just... More a little more straight faced than other people, I guess. I mean, as opposed to, I mean, you're smiling right now. If you contrast, yeah, yeah, if you contrast to like Morgan or somebody who's always laughing, yeah, or always or smiling. What? Yeah, I think, I think everyone's. I just said something like funny. <laughs> <laughs> see, see. Uh, I think everybody is just somewhere sort of on that spectrum, and I think I can, I can, or I'll be like, I can laugh and then stop. Yeah. More so than it's like, okay, we got to shoot this. Um, I would say that, you know, congratulations on that moment you've just shared with Paul. Uh, but the next question is also for Paul. Uh, can I just wow. briefly share something Good from the Eddie Izzard the podcast, Paul. Uh, just one of the, like, it was very, very funny, the Eddie Izzard show. Everything was really, really funny. But there was, an inter there was a part that wasn't necessarily hilarious, but was very interesting that I wanted to share, which was his theory on, on like, his... Like logical proof as to why people who think the moon landing was fake are idiots, which I never thought of, and it's it's absolutely brilliant, right? It's Russia and America were in a giant dick waving competition called the space race. Okay, Russia got the first satellite into space. They got the first man into space. They got the first woman into space. They got the first circumnavigating the Earth in space. Then, then the U.S. lands on the moon. Of anyone else on Earth, Russia would have the ability. And the the reason to prove that it wasn't real, like if if the, if the U.S. hadn't landed on the moon, then Russia would immediately be like, "No, that's bullshit. 
Because we've got no data to back that up. Oh, yeah. Where are they being? People won't shut up about it. I know. It senses me. But it's just, it's. I've never thought of that. Of that, uh, of that, yeah, yeah, of that proof before. That makes total sense. Isn't there a reflector that has been yes. installed yeah, yeah. On, on the moon it's to prove that it's there? A it's, it's one of the standard. We'll come back to you. It's just, it's just one of the standard conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. Like it's not. Um, yeah. But, but uh, I, I just thought that was really. I, I thought it was even really though cool. it had nothing to do with Paul, which is what this is about right now. Oh, right? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For, <laughs> I'm sorry for encroaching. Are, are, are we into like a big, a big fat chunk of Paul questions? No, this is. There's just one more. Okay. Do you feel bad for Peter? And the fact that people are always robbing him to pay you. No. When will the thievery end? <laughs> it's just as long as people got my money, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care where it came from. You have know, you your ever, relationship with Peter is your own problem. Have you ever bitch slapped as as someone? As long as failure? I don't have to break any kneecaps. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. We'll, we'll call this the last one because we're at 50 minutes. Cool. Uh, what is the strangest place... Now, this is... What is the strangest place you've ever submitted a forum post from? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go farther than that and say, what's the strangest place you have ever interacted with internet social media from? The plane? Yeah, the plane. Yeah, I think that would actually qualify. Tim Tim broadcasting us on Ustream from the plane. That yeah, was crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, ever since we got iPhones, that whole, like, changed. Like, I remember it was a while ago, I was just going for, like, a walk in Beacon Hill Park and just, like, sort of going through the and stuff, and it was really nice. And I was like, hmm, oh, man, I was supposed to make that forum post. Uh, pull my iPhone and just sort of sit on a rock <laughs> and do it. And it was like, wow, the future is here. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it actually struck me when we were in uh, Calgary last week, and or I guess earlier this week, and, and I made a, a, twi- a post to Twitter from like in the middle of a desert along, like on a highway with nothing around. And it's just like, doot, 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 it's like doot, if this doot. is a movie, my phone would have no bars right yeah, now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it does. <laughs> well, actually, and and you know, coincidentally enough, we you know we would then go buy these like old like sort of abandoned looking lean to farmhouses, and ah. Tally's like, oh look at that, that looks kind of kind of cute, and I would I would say, oh yes, and if it was a thunderstorm, and, and you uh, should put in your car broke down and yeah. see if they'll have space for you next. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Would you? Did we post from anywhere particularly interesting in Japan? Uh, there wasn't a lot of Wi-Fi in Japan. No, I mean there, we went to an internet cafe too. Yeah, we there went were... to a, like a weird internet cafe. Well, it wasn't weird. It was a pretty standard internet cafe in the, like the red light <sighs> district of this cheap, cheap like kind of seedy Tokyo neighborhood to post to the forums. That was so pretty good. So many plinko stages. Uh, yeah. Boy, they love plinko. Pachinko. Pachinko. No. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I've, it was. I watched a lot of prices. Right it was. Here. It was an amazing. Like <laughs> it was like super, super far out of Tokyo. It was like like way out of the way, and we're like, boy, there sure is a lot of pachinko around here. And we sort of like looked it up later and realized it was like a notorious red light district and stuff. <laughs> but my God, the place we stayed was so cheap. It advertised itself as the cheapest hostel in Tokyo. They were not lying. Well, and uh, we found a place that did two hundred yen bento boxes with more food than we could eat. Really. Tasty. Really good. I have no context for how much that is worth. It's not a lot. Two dollars. <laughs> yeah. It would be... <laughs> the, yeah, it's it's the, the general... When we were there, at least the general rule is like 100 yen is basically a dollar, but it's a little more than that. So it was probably it's like... It's like a dollar twenty. It was like 250 yeah. for these bento the, the yeni is the, is the sort of yeah. thing people talk about. Yeah. All right, uh, that is enough Askler for this week. There's okay. never no enough more. Askler. That is enough Askler for this week. All there right. will be future weeks where there will be more Askler. Mm-hmm. That's just what we want you to think. It's okay, podcast. Daddy's got you. Ew. Daddy's got you.
Oh, Dad, no. <laughs>